Hey everyone, welcome to The Start. I'm Patrick. And I'm Nick. On uh, today's episode, we have Samira Villamor. Samira is an art director living in Seattle, and she has awesome lettering skills. She's worked with major clients, including American Express and Delta, and she pretty much rocks the house. Cue the music. Hey, Samira, welcome to The Start. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, how's it going? It's, it's good. Another rainy day in Seattle. Oh, man. You should go hang out at the fish market and, like, catch and throw mm-hmm. fish. Is that <laughs> yes, Seattle? Yes, yeah, right. that is, actually. Um, I just, all I, all I can think of when I think about Seattle is, um, one, that I get confused with Portlandia. Obviously, it's not. Everyone gets and, confused with Portland. And then the, um, the Seattle real world. With like that was a good the one. guy who slapped the girl and yeah man that like goes down in real world history I used to love the real world I didn't watch um, that one oh, you're slacking dude yeah what all right um so Samir we have you on the show today uh we think you're a pretty mm-hmm. awesome designer and we wanted mm-hmm. to talk to you about how you got started in the industry why don't you start off with uh you know the basics I call them the basics the basic details about yourself who you are what you do where you work sure. uh, how you got started just let's 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 just just jump, jump right, right into, into story. it. All right. Uh, so I'm Samira. Um, at the moment, I'm art director for Flowroute. Uh, it's a voiceover IP company out here in Seattle. Um, I've been in the design industry for five years now. Um, how I got started. How far should I go back? All the way. Take it back. <laughs> you, all the way. <laughs> If like, you were born with a crayon in your hand, <laughs> we want to know. Like my grandmother teaching me penmanship mm-hmm. when I was like four years old. Really? Uh, yeah. It's pretty intense Holy actually going back, looking back at it. No, that's actually cool. Like, Does it make me, sense? Like, it makes a lot of sense. Now. So for, for, I don't Nick, Nick, I don't know if you know this and I don't know if our listeners know this, but Samira is, um, has helped us with our logo wordmark mm-hmm. and, you know, I've a, a lot of people. Works, yes. Yeah, Samir and I used to be coworkers, um, which is why I'm so familiar with her amazing design talents. But Samir is also an incredible letterer, yeah, hand lettering. Yes. Hand lettering. Yeah, she is, and that actually all clicks now. Was your grandmother <laughs> just like just like hovering over you and just yeah, like back, dude, at, back was, of the head slaps every time you messed up? She was so strict. There was no there was no hitting involved, but it was just well, that's like good. it's probably like sitting down for like two hours wow like writing the same thing over and over and over you know having perfect circles for my o's and a's so did you like that at the time do you remember i think i did you know uh she taught my brother first and he was the older one so i always tried to do what he wanted to do so so i did it happily It was like a little legacy thing in your house, huh? Yeah. Your grandmother, that was, if, if she passed anything down, she passed down perfect penmanship. Yeah. And she, yeah, she really did have perfect penmanship. And she was also an artist. Mm-hmm. She taught me how to draw, you know, little things, but it was mostly just penmanship with her. 
That's so awesome. Really? <laughs> okay, so, so I'll have to what, find I'll have to find the sheets that I've done. If oh my god, that would be so cool. <laughs> what um so I guess that's sort of where you got I got whether that. you you were introduced, mm-hmm. we could say probably. Mm-hmm. Um what about after that? Um I always remember being interested in art. But if we fast forward to actual like design, this is a pretty good story. Um, so like I said, I always wanted to copy my older brother mm-hmm. and this is around the time when Pokemon was really popular. Loved Pokemon. And he wanted, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he made a Pokemon fan site on GeoCities. Nice. Oh shit! It was complete with like splash page and, you know, you could choose whether you wanted frames or no frames. Um, and at the time, a Time Magazine article came out all about, like, the Pokemon Rage. And I saw the magazine and I was like, hey, you know, like, let me make your buttons for you. <laughs> so, for your brother? Yeah, for his site. And so that's the first thing I can remember doing, like, designing on a computer. I scanned all the Pokemon and I made, like, buttons out of them. What? So, you know, they have, like, big bevels and stuff really ugly <laughs> do you still have those somewhere um no i don't think so somebody's trying to uh archive all the GeoCity sites really so yeah so or actually i keep checking back to see if they've put it up but i don't have any traces of it i wonder if you could do uh the way, way back. back machine no you can't. yeah we've we've tried i'm like if i ever find this i'm putting it in my portfolio that would be awesome. Okay. How, how'd you, uh, so what did you scan? Did you just like get cards and you scan them and then you went from there? Yeah, it was just the magazine and we had a scanner. Uh, okay. Yes. I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't even know what program I used. I don't know that, if I had. I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. I think I had a trial of um, Paint Shop Pro. Nice. I don't know if you ever used that. <laughs> no yeah it was pretty awesome you know i uh but after that i wanted to make my own site so uh how old were you when you were doing this shit dude like sixth grade maybe or fifth that's awesome wow maybe fifth because my brother was in middle school i was in yeah i know right um so that got me started on my own website, but I didn't jump into HTML yet. I just used the the what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was I think it was on Homestead. Um, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but it was like a Sanrio like Hello Kitty. So I, mm-hmm. you know, just ah. any anything I could put throw up on a page that sparkled and was animated. Nice. Um but then I started learning HTML, and from there, I think I asked my parents for like a legal copy of Paint Shop Pro, and I just went to town. <laughs> I don't know how many websites I had between like my three years of middle school and high school, and like through high school, but I was all over the place, um, just making like site after site, and you know it wasn't. I thought it was, like, insignificant, but it was a way for me to, like, just 
do anything I wanted and really explore, mm-hmm. you know. And, and were, were you making sites for people at the time as well? Uh, for, yeah, I mean, some people like wanted something, you know, something small. And I would do it for them, design it for them. Um, when you when you say make sites, and I, I just want to, because I, I know you as a designer, right? <laughs> yeah. um, at that time, were you using your design skill and, and the stuff you learned in HTML to yeah. build everything? And you were building like, Product, quote unquote, production level sites that were live and yeah, I mean, full of sparkles so and Hello simple. Kitties. <laughs> so much yeah, more yeah, simple yeah. back then, but yeah, like I think I made a Dragon Ball site. Um, oh, that's cool! I love <laughs> Dragon Ball. Um, when I was in middle school, I think I was like one of the first people to own a digital camera. So I was making uh, like photo galleries. Nice. Um, yeah. What else did I do? Um, when I was in seventh grade, I actually asked my parents for my own domain. Hey, so <laughs> how did you ask this? You know, what, what did you say? How did you explain what it is you wanted right here? Yeah. I mean, my dad is always familiar. Okay. Has okay. always, you know, been familiar with computers. And, and they knew I designed sites. So for my birthday... I asked for my own domain. They said yes. What was <laughs> the was... domain? You've never found it, have you, Patrick? I, honestly, I have, <laughs> I remember. So, to give you guys some context to that comment, um, a while back, Samira was not. Uh, what's a good way to say this? She she was not well represented on the on the internet at the and time. I, I don't think I never ever wanted to be. You know, I was always yeah. under an alias when I did all my websites. So I never used my real name. Yeah. And so, even when I got my... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Samara. Yeah, no, even when I got my domain, I didn't feel comfortable using yeah. my real name. So she, so she challenged me to go find it. Um, <laughs> and I actually never took on that challenge. I think I said I was going to, but I never actually did it. Um, if you want to share with us what that domain name was, you can. If you don't want to, that's okay. Yeah, I mean... If you're going to go look it up right now, there's nothing on it except a empty, pretty much empty blog. Probably has like two recipes and like an entry. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can go to the use the Wayback Machine and see some of what my... What used to be on there? Yeah, what used to be on there. But, okay, uh, well... If you want to share it to, if, if you want to, if you want to share it in the podcast, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's would... no problem. It's a uh, dark30.com. So it's dark dash thirty mm. spelled out dot com. But I would suggest just going the Wayback Machine and looking at it. Will do. That's so cool. But it was awesome because you know I had this was like my playground on the yeah. web. Like anything went, and it didn't matter if my layouts didn't make sense. It didn't matter if it didn't like function properly. It was just, there was just so much freedom in doing what I wanted to do as far as design went. And I was always like, it was just, I had like a message board on there. I had, I had e-cards <laughs> that people could send, um, a blog. It, it was just, it was so random and I would, knock it down and put it back up like after a few months, you know, with like a completely new layout. Yeah. But it was yours and that's, it was mine. And I still love that thing. And I'm always hoping to like go back to it and redesign it and whatnot. 
And well, also, I like, see... go ahead. Go <laughs> it's ahead, a lot sorry, of rambling too, and um, you know, like those stupid posts that you make, like, "Hey, so today I had so much fun with my friends." <laughs> yeah, so, I think that's why I always took it down because I was like, "Man, this sounds so stupid." But <laughs> in the end, I wish I still had a lot of that stuff. Where did the so, so, yeah. so you wanted the domain? Where did the name come from? You know, why did you? Want um, it's from one? a, it's from a book of supernatural tales, mm. and it was just it was random, I guess. I liked the book, it fit. I had my uh, quote unquote dark layouts here and there. Cool. So, yeah, you're not the only one to go by um, kind of an alternate persona, if you will, on the web. I know we've spoken with a few others that also went that route i don't know it was just something that uh i think it was like yeah, a i think early on i think early on people you know like you don't really trust mm-hmm. putting yourself out there like now everybody uses their real name for everything yeah but i think initially when we were first online it was like yeah you don't you don't know how much to trust whatever's yeah, well, online. i think back then too it was like my mom was like, "You can use the internet, but don't don't get like picked up by some like creeper old dude who's like trying to you know IM you randomly." Yeah, it was, it, it, I guess it was like it was different kind of like now we deal with the NSA and and privacy and uh, yeah. you know our infor- our private information being disseminated across the web, whereas back then it was more like sexual predators. Yeah, chat rooms, you know, <laughs> chat rooms. Yeah, exactly. So okay. Let's bring it back then. So after that uh, time period, after you had asked for the domain, uh, any other moments, you know, after that that were kind of important in, as to the um, progress? Well, so I had my own domain, but I was also on Zanga. I don't know if Holler. you remember that or used it. Okay. Um, and I that was also, like, a playground for me because my domain, like, you know, I can do anything with code. But when it comes to Zanga, it's like you're very restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a challenge in itself because it really pushed like creativity with how you code things or, you yeah. know, like it gave you a set of constraints to work within. Yeah. And so it was like, I feel like every two weeks I had to update my layout because they would bring the ads back. And I got, <laughs> I got to be really good at like hiding the ads under layouts and whatnot. So. That was fun, and I made a few different skins for Zanga. Um, I think a few of them were picked up by them, and people were able to use it. But mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. So yeah, I I did so much designing, and like like that was my hobby when I was younger. And it's funny because when I was choosing colleges, I never even thought of going into design. <laughs> So what were you thinking about at the time? I had, like, I had no other skill. I don't know. <laughs> but it wasn't until junior year of high school that a friend of mine, um, uh, who was a senior, she was going to FIT. She applied to okay. FIT, which is where I went, Fashion Institute of Technology. And uh, she told me all about the school. And it kind of, that's when it kind of hit me. And I was like, you could actually do this for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, and then I was, I was kind of scared that my parents would get mad that I wanted to be in 
quote unquote artist. Why? Why would they get mad at that? Uh, you know, a, a stereotypical Asian parents, mm. I guess, probably want okay. me to go into medicine or be a nurse or something. So something that's like hypothetically guaranteed successful. Like yeah. If you are a doctor, you're successful. If you're a lawyer, if you work in finance, you are successful. Yeah. So gotcha. I actually remember sitting in my room looking at the like the class catalog for FIT and being like, I think I want to do this. And uh, I remember walking into my parents' bedroom and being like, I think I know what I want to do and being scared mm -hmm. uh, for the reaction. And they just looked at me and they were like, okay. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, y yeah, if you want to do it, then, do it I was so like, was it okay yeah so that is awesome but i have I, I i'm really curious when they said okay was it like okay as in we accept whatever you'd like to do we want you to be happy or was it like this you know what i mean like was it like an, an odd okay they're like uh not what we'd pick but okay uh i think it was more of the latter but mm -hmm. i think i was just so shocked that i didn't really think about the reaction and i think they must have known that I had some skill. I was just gonna, yeah, you know? yeah. Is too much of a shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, you asked for a domain <laughs> right. name for a birthday <laughs> present, so I think they knew Word what they were getting pro, into. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So. So then you applied. So then you got I in. applied and I got in, and. Um... Wait, I have a question. Mm -hmm. What did you? Um, sorry. What did you when you applied to FIT? Which program? Uh, well, you go into the communications design program for the first okay. two years. Um, and then after two years, you have to apply for either graphic design or advertising or packaging. Um, did you was... have to do, sorry, did you have to do a portfolio for the communication design? Yeah. Yeah. What did you, and I, I so this is what's always been interesting to me, I think. <laughs> I think you're the first person that we've actually really like delve into this because we've had like a handful of others on the show that have also gone to college for design. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you were applying as a high school kid for college. What was in your design portfolio? Uh, well, so I think junior junior year, I decided to go into art and it was it's like I, when I went into high school, I actually never took art classes. Mm. And when I made that decision, I like had to take a whole bunch of art classes, like my, the end of junior, like the second half gotcha. of junior year and senior year. And to so to make up for all the, the missed credits, yeah. quote unquote. And so my art teacher knew that and, you know, she was conscious of it and was like kind of guiding me and other students of like, what you should have in your portfolio and oh that's um, awesome yeah so i was really lucky that um she was there guiding me and that i ended up taking those classes because it was i don't think i put anything i think i only had one digital design thing in my portfolio actually what year was this well yeah what year did you graduate high school uh 2005 okay so it's like that's not uncommon, I bet, for like that time, you know, because we weren't in the digital yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now, very so. true, actually. I, 
You know, I entered a contest actually in high school uh, and I did a digital piece for it and actually won. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was like the only one there that was, you know. That was digital? Yeah, that was digital. That's so cool. You're, um, you're bringing up all these memories. That's awesome. That's what the show's about. A lot, it's in, a lot of the guests that we've had have, have commented that, it, you know, it's a nice, like, uh, therapeutic reflection mm-hmm. that some of us may not have ever had time for before. Yeah. Um, and that's, we like to think that's an added bonus. We learn a lot from, from talking with you guys, though, because you're all really cool and interesting. Everyone's yeah. got a really cool story. Yeah. And it's, um, it's funny because, like, when you look back on it, like, everything makes sense. Yeah, right? it always like, does. Yeah, in hindsight, everything. <laughs> always. Every decision was the right was one. Was it hindsight's twenty twenty or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. So then you were at FIT. How'd that all go? Uh, it was it was good. Um, I know one of the questions that you had asked if it, like, was about, you know, self being self-taught versus school, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously I was self-taught in design yeah. and web design and whatnot, but you know, there's, there's some frustrating things about school, uh, but there are also a lot of good things about it. It gave me focus and it gives you like a broad understanding of design that you don't really think about. Yeah. Um, also the networking is great at school and, you know, yeah. it just gives you a lot of focus because they give you a project and you get evaluated on it and you yeah you it makes you see things from a different light what the one thing i liked about school growing up well i say growing up in college this is when i (laughs) realized it is that if it were up to you you would only do things you like yeah and to really become good at something or to really understand or master it you sort of got to do everything the stuff you like and things you don't Mm -hmm. like and really understand like that total flow and i that and i did a degree in like marketing communications and there's a lot of crap in there that i thought was pointless but you know, hindsight 2020, you realize that it all sort of made sense. Yeah. Teachers, the teachers were right as they always are. Yeah. I mean, for me, the like foundation classes, uh, I think is what I valued the most. Cause I mean, like we would do quark classes and Photoshop classes and that's the kind of thing that you really learn on your own and you learn by doing. You know, yeah. so those were th- those classes were frustrating, just having to sit through them. But. Oh, I'm sure, because it's like you're not there to correct me if I'm wrong. You're probably not there to <laughs> to learn how to make a drop shadow in Quark. You're there to like create mm-hmm. things. Yeah, but type class was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would have thought you really would have liked the typography? Class? <laughs> um. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. So you got into FIT. Um, w- the first two years were like general communication design. Mm-hmm. What did you get into? What um, what path did you take after that? Because you said you had to like reapply into a um, a focused major, I guess. Yeah. So I actually applied for packaging design. Okay. Uh, which is funny considering everything that I had been doing, um, but it was a it was a smaller program. Uh, graphic design had like three different classes mm-hmm. but packaging only had one and so it was more specialized um, and I think at the time uh, 
packaging design was the only uh, program in the country. Like oh, wow. packaging design at FIT mm. was the sure. only type of, pro- of its program um, in the country. So it was, you know, it was that. And also working with my hands. Like I love designing on the web, but I also really missed working with my hands. And just, you know, with packaging design, you create these structures. It's branding plus you get this whole structural three-dimensional product. Yeah, that's cool. So I applied there and it was a very intense two years of my life. (laughs) I'm sure it was all fun though, right? Like having to figure out how this box is going to look. Yeah. You know, like, oh, the logo's cool. Now how can I make the box cool too? And also, like, um, because I think it's because it's more specialized, you know, they're harder and who gets in. And so there was only 25 people in this program, around 25. And it was great because uh, the people that I worked with were amazing and it really helped to push me, you know. Um, They were really great designers and it was amazing working side by side with them and I really like respected their work and their work ethic and I think it helped a lot to you know help me focus and really get my design up to a better place yeah that mm-hmm. makes sense and you said that was a two-year program right mm-hmm. two years so that what um two sleepless two years of sleepless <laughs> nights so on one of those sleepless nights towards the end of your <laughs> of your career in college what um what'd you do what was like you know Ugh. society tells us we got to get a job yeah, what so what were you thinking well actually so i had um i got an internship uh i think it was my second year or yeah my second the, the end of the first my first year in packaging design i uh i'd asked a friend who was in the industry if they were looking for if her company was looking for interns and she referred me to the company next door to hers uh, that was actually um, like a it boombox. Okay. <laughs> which, yeah, is yeah, my, yeah. which is my old job that I worked, where I worked with Patrick. Um, so you were, there, you were there for a while then. I was there for a very long time, Patrick. I started off as an intern um, and I was doing, I wasn't doing packaging. It was a lot of emails and landing pages yeah well at the time that's sort of what the internet was right it was Mm -hmm. email communications and landing pages or like one two page marketing websites Mm -hmm. yeah well i mean it was yeah it was a little bit more involved than that but that's what um boombox did and you know because i was already so familiar with designing for web it was just a very natural place to work were, were yeah. you would uh, you say that uh, you were able to apply um you know some of the principles that you learned through package design too you said you didn't do a lot of package design at boombox but to kind of what you were working on there uh yeah i mean even more so you know like even though it's packaging design you still are learning a lot about design itself and that makes sense yeah um, color and type and whatnot so now that we're at this boombox part, even though, um, well, you know, it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, you were an intern there and then you got hired by them, so you stayed there. Yeah. Um, 
throughout that time, both interning and full-time working there, um, what was like, what was, how long were you at Boombox? <laughs> um, let's see. I think it was a total of probably five years. Wow. Okay. So you were, um, four years. Congratulations to that. No, that's good. I've, out of my personal network, you're probably one of the few people I know that have been, you know, that loyal Mm -hmm, or enjoyed their work enough to stay somewhere and didn't jump around. So that's good. But, um, yes and yes and no, you know, there's a reason why people jump around and, uh, that was definitely the mistake I made is that I think I got too comfortable. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I mean, it's I it's 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 one thing to sit there and not know you're comfortable. It's another thing to realize it and make a change. Yeah. Um, which you've done because now you're at Flowroot. <laughs> and in um, Seattle, on the other side of yeah, the country. <laughs> exactly. It's a big change. But um, while you were at Boombox, interning in full-time, what was one of those – what was the biggest project for you? Not I'm not talking about how much money you made the company, but which project was, was, was most important to you that you worked on? Um. I've worked on some big projects, but I think like the biggest accomplishment I made at Boombox was designing their website. And Boombox's actually, website? Yeah, and actually having it launch. Actually, was that the one that you and Johnny worked on? Yes. Gotcha. Um, so for the four years I had been there, um, I had been tasked a few times to actually redesign the site. But, you know, with the hierarchy of an ad agency and upper management, uh, dabbling in design, just the final product just never, it was just never my initial design. It was nothing like the initial designs that I had done. Yeah. And throughout the four years that I was there, any, um, I think any designer that tried to take a stab at it just it just didn't happen, you know? Yeah. But um, finally, I I don't know what happened, but I designed something that was approved and it launched and it felt pretty good. When you say it was approved, you mean that like there wasn't a lot of extra hands in the pot. It was, yeah. It was still, I mean, there might have been some feedback from creative directors or the, you know the sea level folks but it, for the most part it was still yours yeah so you know it's like the standard feedback that you get um, it's yeah. not going to be my original original design but you know it's pretty much that initial idea um, and when I talk about the past ones you know it's completely different from where it started and just not something well designed I suppose no that's awesome and and is that that's still live now right yeah do you mind if we link to that in the show notes as well? I know it's yeah. your previous employer. I'm sure that they won't mind. Boombox, you got a shout out. Holler. <laughs> Boomboxinc.com. Um, yeah, right? Um, oh, that's that's really cool. Um, and I, that's where I worked with Patrick. Yeah, I actually – so I'm. you're the only person that's been on the show that I've worked with, which mm-hmm. to me is awesome. I think you're great. Mm-hmm. I want to add – the project that I think, and you might disagree with me on this, the project I think that you blew it out the park and killed it. Um, Samir, and I, Samir and I and a handful of others uh, at Boombox were tasked with coming up with a very, very large Fortune 500 companies 
and actually I'll say their name because it's uh, at this yeah. point it doesn't matter. Um, American <laughs> Express was a part of the pilot program when Facebook redesigned their timeline. And their, American yeah, Express, their yeah, pages, American their Express, pages. yeah, the like the brand pages and stuff like that. American Express came to us to make their cover page. Um, it's when you think about it, you know, it's an eight hundred y eight hundred and ten wide by like five hundred and thirty pixel picture essentially or image, and it's not that big of a deal. But you know, we knew that since Amex was part of this pilot program, it was really going to get a lot of spotlight, and that could have been something big for Boombox and everybody working there. So it was literally. I want to say almost everyone in the creative department, like every designer, <laughs> every designer. And we had one meeting um, and it was the initial meeting and all the designers threw their hat in the ring. And then we were basically going to pick the best two or three and they were going to work on whatever was that one or two direction that we pre- present. Um, everyone had like three or four different designs and Samira, I think just had one. <laughs> and uh, at I first, had a few, one. but there was only one that was okay, like okay. worth it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't well, do just okay. one. Samira had a lot less than all the others, which <laughs> at, and at first you're like, oh, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But w- if you were in the room, you would have realized it wasn't. And when I, I, I'm serious, she may have oh, had yeah. two or three. Everybody else had like five or seven and they, everyone, I they're only all brought in one. You're right. Actually. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were all good, but all of them stayed within your standard American Express branding guidelines that if you've ever been a designer for American Express, you know what it is. Benton Sands, The Wave, it, it was all like stuff that you would, expected, stuff you expected. Yeah. I thought some of them so, were pretty. So we, we all go around the room and, and everyone everyone sort of had their favorite before presentation and then Samira was one of the last and just Did to I- give you guys... Like to, to give you guys an idea of what it was, she got up there and she spoke about it. Um, it was unanimous that this was the best in the room. Hands down. No, nothing was you're better. You're too much. You're too much. No, well, it, it at that point, it showed me that, especially a boombox, design shouldn't be treated as a production level thing. As in, you help us get from point A to B, point B. But it is, design is a craft that, Unless you expo- really, really explore internally and extrinsically what that means for you, you're not going to be as good as you could can be. And that showed to me that Samira, in my opinion, was probably the best designer in the shop because you know Patrick. you could she could she took something with American Express, and I'm totally inflating your head, not yeah. on purpose. But I'm hiding right now. Let me let me get to what it was. So everyone's familiar with the new Facebook timeline where it has that that one line in the middle and then stories oh, off of that. Right. So. It's, Samira took, I think it was like, it was the, the cover photo was like just clouds or something like that. Yeah, um, and it was their, just it was an just extension of the timeline. Oh, it was their green. That's what it was. American Express is green. An extension of the timeline with just a little blurb on the side that said tomorrow. And <laughs> it was like, it was like super simple. Right. And, and when you think about it, you're like, oh, that's not that serious. It's like, okay, whatever. It was, that was the culmination of everything that the client wanted. They're like, we need something to show people that we're always going to be here, that we've got their back. We're here to support them, et cetera. It flowed perfectly with the layout of Facebook. It was, everyone just sort of sat there and was in awe. They were like, oh my God, this, I can tell you right now, this was perfect. I'm I'm looking now. So uh, actually on Samira's site, which we'll also link to, um, she does have a couple examples of her work here and I'm looking at it and you're right. It's, it is. And it's the right answer. You know, like you do look at it and, and you're like, yeah, that's it. That was the correct that thing. like it was it was at the time I was working on the account side. It was so good that everyone liked it. And then Facebook was like, oh, you can't do that. 
sorry, we can't let you. Did they say and that? And I think, yeah, they did. So my boss, Eric, who worked with us, he was going back and forth between uh, American Express's office and ours. And it was like uh, American Express's brand team was like easily on board, which is not a simple feat sometimes. But then uh, Facebook was in the office too because they were so close to the product, uh, the product and the project. And they were basically, I guess for them, it, it could easily be seen as a confusion, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a layout confusion, right? Like if people try to click on it, they think it's actually a part of the inter- like the layout and the design and the interaction. So I think they were more worried about usability, but there was nothing that was better than this. This this hit the nail on the head. And that's when I was like, Samira is, <laughs> you know, she's not, get, you know, whether she has or hasn't gotten the, the shine that she needs here, she's going to be one of the best designers coming up soon that that the country ever sees oh my god you're too much Nuh-uh. i promise man <laughs> getting there um uh, but yeah so that's my story sorry that that took so long samara let's get back to you no um what was do you have any like uh we call them horror stories or success stories um, that you had while working at boombox or even now yeah, any, Florida, any big project totally yeah, that maybe had a horror story weaved in <sighs> Jeez, uh, I guess take everybody, all the horror stories that everybody has about agencies, and I guess that applies to me, you know? Like, yeah, no, I know the feeling. Uh, horror stories, I mean, there are some pretty bad ones, but uh, trying to think of what I should choose. Maybe any that you learned from or a lesson came out of. Yeah, let's try to keep. Yeah, it positive, you know, right? you know. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to like poop on anything. Um, let's go with success stories because cool. right, people, perfect. people, yeah, yeah. people know what agency life is like, and I would be repeating the same thing. And mm-hmm. um, but success stories. Other than that hmm. one. We, yeah, I, I, I told yeah, that before. Uh, I did. I, you know, I actually forgot that too. <laughs> um, I mean, we did that Delta project. Yeah, talk about that if you want. If you want. Sorry, I'm blanking, guys. That's all right. Uh, Do you want to tell us about the Delta one? Because that was actually really, really cool. Uh, yeah. That was, um, so we did a Delta campaign, um, co-branded by American Express. And basically they came to us and were like, you know, we want to, uh, bring exposure to Delta in New York in a fun way. Um, and they wanted to use like social media, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and, I don't I don't even remember how we got to it, but we decided to run like a six week long campaign. Um and that included like online games, um a scavenger hunt through New York City. Cool. Um yeah, and it was just the biggest project I've ever I've ever been on. And you know, the agency timelines, you have like three months mm-hmm. to do everything yeah. from concept to execution 
Um, and I just remember literally being holed up in a room for like days and like hours and days, you know, coming up with ideas. Um, and then as soon as these ideas came up, it was like straight to design. And yeah, it was, Jesus. it was such a crazy project. It's such a kind of such a blur, mm-hmm. you know, um, was it nice to be able to take, let's say you had an idea and then the creative director's like, that's awesome, let's run with it, Samir, like mock some stuff up. Did you like that aspect of it? Yeah, you know, I did, um, I actually did, I was more on design, I guess. Okay. Than coming up with the actual concepts and whatnot. But, I mean, that whole, a lot of that project, I actually did the design for you know we because it was about um it was playing a game so it was kind of structured like like an online game where you have your dashboard and you could see you could see your score and your ranking yeah did they give you um because it sounds like you guys are working on a really really tight timeline uh did they give you a lot of creative freedom since it was like idea go yeah it was and you know it's like an it's a new thing so it has to be it has to have the delta branding but not so much so mm-hmm. if you if it's not it's on my portfolio so if you see it you know it's a far it is a far departure from what delta does so that was that was great uh, you know we're we were so restricted in american express guidelines all the time so to do something like this was pretty yeah, amazing that's really cool yeah, um, and then we had we had a food truck. Oh, nice! We got to design a, a food truck to wrap. Those it. are always fun. Yeah, that's awesome. This looks really good. Uh, we'll link to this on the show site as well. Uh, I'm sorry, show notes as well. Um, so Samira, curious. I guess we can sort of lump these into two. Um, you know, the questions that we typically ask is like, you know, what kept you going, or like, what was that motivating factor? But I think what'll be interesting to hear is like. In any situation where you you ran into a brick wall, there was a hurdle. What kept you going? What motivated you to get past that? Um, I guess this is more on a creative end, right? Not so much like a oh, we had a client deadline we needed to get past, but like inter- intrinsically, what was like that one moment where you just had that block and you got through it? You mean just in general, usually, or yeah, in general, it could. I mean, could have been when you were making Pokemon sites. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Could be yeah. now at Flowroot. It could be just in your personal time. Yeah, I mean, you get so stuck uh, in your own space when you're working by yourself. Uh, so it's definitely a good thing to reach out to people. You have to have somebody point things out to you because I will get I'll get so lost in my own design and it'll all kind of start to blend in. Mm-hmm. So it's like a matter of stepping back like walking away for just a little bit and coming back, asking somebody to look it over and, you know, asking for advice. Um, I mean, that's always the way that I've done it. You know, you can't, it, like I want it to be just me designing something and powering through something because I'm pretty stubborn like that. But, you know, I've realized that it is important to get other eyes on it and to understand why something is not working. Because you, you know, you just get lost and you can't, you can't see it yourself. 
when you when you say get other eyes on it, um, what's your typical go to? Maybe not a, a a person in particular, but like, do you take a screenshot and share it on Facebook and be like, hey guys, give me some feedback, or do you sort of have like a little design network that you reach out to? Um, I reach um, out to some people. I don't. I usually don't make. You know, I'm not. I don't. I I still don't have a big web presence. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's always just um, people I trust, and even even if it's not another designer, it'll be somebody mm-hmm. next to me, um, which also helps because they see it from a different perspective. You know. Yeah, I think yeah. That's, their input is their input's just as important. That's a great lesson in there too. It, uh, quickly, Patrick is uh, having some trusted friends, you know, some trusted experts and advisors and whatever you want to call them, but having some trusted people to be able to reach out to. Um, instead of having to go the route of sharing it publicly and things like that, it's it's kind of a good lesson to have to maybe develop your network out like that. Yeah, and they, you know, they, if you have that network of people, they understand where you get stuck to, and they understand your mode of thinking, and, uh, you know, they'll have good feedback, and they'll kind of understand why you did something, and tell you to stop doing it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I see what you did there, so <laughs> stop. um it's interesting too because you you bring up that you you know you don't have a large web presence which is totally fine but a lot of your work is web-based and it's all well like it's it fits naturally right it it doesn't look like you're a fish out of water or anything like that in terms of your design um which i think is pretty interesting right it's like you inherently and like have this vibe with the internet even though you don't need to be you know (laughs) synced in like like linked into Mm -hmm. it every second and every day like some of us yeah that's so cool i i guess it's from when i first started going online and just not being comfortable uh you know like with my real name right Mm -hmm. like sharing that i think i'm more i'm very like closed off uh i don't really like whenever i did uh my domain or Zanga or whatever. All I cared about was that my friends saw it. They knew that I did it. You know, I didn't care about anybody else. Like I wasn't doing it for to get recognition mm. or anything. And I think it's I think it's still the same. As long as my friends can appreciate what I've designed and I don't really care too much about the rest of the internet. Yeah. That's the great thing about satisfaction and and praise is that it comes in all sizes, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um depends on what size you like uh so we have two more questions um and this one is again an amalgamation of two questions that we think fit pretty well together mm-hmm. um Nick, yeah you got actually something? i was going to yeah gonna get jump right into that one uh, as well but uh you you know you seem in a in a very good place right now um you really do you seem mm-hmm. like you, you, we've seen your body of work you're confident um at peace, it sounds. What would you have given your younger self? What piece of advice, or what would you tell them? Being, you know, where you're at today, uh, what would you have told your younger, younger self? Um, to not let doubt get so in the way. Um, like, do what feels right. There really isn't a set way to do things. You know, so there are times that I've stopped myself from doing something because it wasn't conventional. Hmm. And 
in the end, I always look, turn back and be, and was like, you know, I should have done it my way because I knew that was right for me. So for my younger self, say, just, just do what's right and run with it, you know. Would you apply that same piece of knowledge to newcomers in your industry? Uh, or would there be something else you might say? No, that's definitely what I would say. You know, I think that's how... That's how you develop your own style, I think. You do what you want to do, and you do what you're comfortable with and what you know. Uh, you don't follow what other people have done. And it seems like there's this set way to do things, but there there really isn't. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's sound. I think that's good advice. It's true, though. It's uh, That's how real breakthroughs happen, is when you start to think yeah. about something and, and you think of a solution that came to you, not from a template or from what you read, but from mm -hmm. what you really felt to be the, the solution. Yeah. So that's great advice. Yeah. And it's always great when it works, too, because then you're like, yes, Exactly, right. and then sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Ex exactly. I'm, I'm not exactly. crazy But, but even, <laughs> even when it doesn't, there's that learning lesson. There's that whole piece where it's like, it didn't work, and here's why. Now I, now I at least know yeah. why it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think exactly. half the battle is confidence, right? Um, oh, yeah. It's definitely a confidence thing. It's, you know, it's, I think it's still a daily struggle, actually, um, to do that. Uh, like, I have more confidence now than I did before, but still, it's like you run into some things, and you're like, you kind of have that little self-doubt, mm -hmm. but, you know, just go for I, it. I think we all run into that, and that's, like, part of learning, right? It, if we were all experts in everything, we, you know, <laughs> they'd have to start paying us out of college a lot more money, um, and that doesn't really work out for them or us necessarily. So it's it's learning. It's, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm a firm believer that in order to – this is, like, more of a metaphor or anything, but to really understand and learn how to ride a bike, you got to fall down a few times. Scrape those knees. Yeah, buddy. Um, okay, so now we're on to the secret fun time question. Oh, my God. Um, I have a list of them, actually, and I'm trying to think of which one. Since This is bad, but since I know you, <laughs> I, I, I want to I wanna pick one that, that works with you, but also is a little, like, off kilter. That way we get a nice little thing. Huh, let's see. Yeah, go ahead and take a second there. <laughs> yeah. I'll just have to plug in some hold music here. Yeah, right? Doo, doo, doo. Um, that was going to be Mario. All right. I think this is good. If someone wrote a biography about you, what would the title be? Nice. <laughs> uh, God. And if you'd like, we can we can record another session in like ten years and ask the same question and see if the title has changed. Huh. Can you put on some hold music? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll fill it in here. <laughs> yeah. Hold music version one is Mario. Hold views. Hold music version two is the Jeopardy song. <laughs> um, biography. This is lame, but it'd be along the lines of, I don't know, somebody. somebody. <laughs> it'd be called somebody? Yeah. I thought at first, yeah. I thought at first you were saying this is lame would be, would be the, 
would be the title. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that's, like that's something Tina Fey would that's do. That's the alternate yeah. title. I thought, honestly, Samira, I thought you were going to go with something around some kind of delicious food or meat. Oh, man. Uh-huh. It's cool. You can you can change it if you want. You can call the book Bacon if you'd like. <laughs> no, just somebody. Like somebody. Very cool. Yeah, I do like that too. I, that's a, that's an interesting question, Nick. I think we should reuse that too. sometime. Maybe not immediate. You know, tomorrow or whatever. But that's tough, right? Because it's like, ugh, how do you sum up your biography or life in a in a, a few thinker. words? Which I'm sure none of us can do. Um. All right. So I think that's the that that's all we got. Um. Samira, I think this is your moment. Well, you know, the, well, the whole thing is, has been about you, which we, you know, we loved, and it was a fantastic story. But any any plugs you want to make, anything you want people to check out, maybe yeah, if you're speaking I don't know, somewhere, favorite recipe you're, you like, yep, anything, yeah, come visit anything. me in Seattle, show you around. Cool, definitely. Okay. No, we'll definitely get do you that. some coffee, get fish thrown at your face. <laughs> nice, that sounds appealing. Um, what's what's the uh, what's the name of the company you work for, Nat? Again, Flow, Flow Route. Flow route and their flowroute.com. Flowroute.com. Cool. I'm gonna have to check them out. They, um, you told me about them. It looks pretty cool. It looks, it looks like a, in the same space as Twilio. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. um, but it's something worth checking out, guys. If you're interested in the VoIP stuff, especially as a developer, um, you can tweet at Samira at what? Lemonhead. But it's head with two D's, correct? Two D's, yeah. Lemon okay, head. so and lemon, so... L-E-M-O-N-H-E-A-D-D. Yeah, and that's my cool. All right. handle for most everything. So. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, cool. um, I think that's all we got for today. Thank, thank you, thank Samira. You. It's thank been a you really, really fun time talking. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we'll be chatting soon, I'm sure. All right. I'm sure, too. Take care. All right, Bye. see you, Samira. Bye, guys. Thanks.